podcast. My name is Ellie Herring Shaw. I am so happy that you're here today. We are um, here to talk about reclaiming. We're obviously going through this process of trying to figure out what are ways, active and practical ways that we can step into our own healing as God has already extended it to us. And that is the journey that I've been on for almost two years after I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair. And one of the ways that I decided to step into healing was through running. And today, you are going to go on a run with me. You're going to hear sort of like a stream of consciousness of me running and um, talking about when I trained and ran the Twin Cities Marathon in October 2017. So some of the sound is a little bit whatever, but that's what you're going to get today. (laughs) Um, You're going to just hear me talk and ramble about running and how much I love it and, um, and just memories that I have of that. So it's going to be a little bit fun. If you if you actually end up um, listening to this podcast while on a run or on the treadmill or something like that, I would love to see photos of that because it would be like kind of cool to just go on a run with you um, while you guys are listening to this podcast. So anyway, thank you for listening and enjoy this episode. I am going to go on a run. I love running. Not very good at it. <laughs> but I ran this one city's marathon in as part of my reclaiming. And it was one of the best, most amazing experiences of my life. So we're gonna talk about that today while I go on my run. I just walked out of my apartment. And have my Apple Watch. My I'm starting it. Right now I'm just walking down the street as a little warm-up. And I'll start. Here we go. when I run. I run listening to podcasts. Podcasts that I like. I love This American Life and um, like Radio Lab and stuff like that. It's really fun. And then of course my podcast. (laughs) I love it when I get to talk to people and they're like, oh I was on the treadmill listening to your podcast while I was running and I'm like yes that's the best (laughs) such a cool feeling I'm just recovering from an injury right now a running injury which is too bad I've had my fair share of running injuries actually (laughs) but um I should say it wasn't it wasn't actually a running injury. I didn't get it from running. But it has prohibited me from running, which is unfortunate. I was walking into my kitchen and I stubbed my toe really bad. And it was my um 
this little piggy had an untoe and I stubbed it so hard and the minute that I did I just really felt like oh something happened something went wrong and I said to my roommate I said oh no I think I broke my toe and it's funny because the minute that when something like that happens I think oh I can't run that must mean I like it right I do I like it a lot so I ran the Twin Cities Marathon in October of 2017 October 1st I decided to run it um, April of 2017 I was running a lot and of course going through my divorce at the time it was in the middle of my reclaiming project and I thought you know I could run a marathon (laughs) at that point I had already done two half marathons I thought I could do that that was crazy for sure for sure it was crazy (laughs) but you have to be to run a marathon right so, so I signed up right then and there, really. I went on the website and I signed up for the marathon. There was a place where you could submit what you want your bib to say. Right after the number, you could write your name or some reason you were running. So put on my bib reclaim because I knew that's why I was going to do the marathon my ex-husband was a runner he he's run several marathons and I saw him I've cheered him on in one marathon several races There was a moment in our marriage when I, when I said, you know, I'm sick of this negative self-talk about myself. I had very poor body image issues, and I would just confess these things about my body, like, I'm not athletic. I'm not a runner. So one day, I strapped on some tennis shoes and I went out for a run. I wasn't good, I didn't go far. It was probably a disaster, but I did it. Slowly, started doing more and more of it and he encouraged me in that. Finally, I set up, signed up for a half marathon in 2015 August I ran a half marathon and he was there to cheer me on he helped me train he helped me focus on what to do what not to do he was a huge support 
that right after I finished that one. Sign up for another one. I ran one in October 2015. Got a faster time. And I felt really good. I continued to run and train, not really for anything in particular, but just in general. So as I was training for the marathon, I was going through everything that I was going through, getting divorced, <laughs> reclaiming as much as I could. I moved. My world was totally changing. I was in plays. I was working full time. I was waking up really early to get runs in. I was staying up really late to get runs in. I was doing everything I could to train well, get the miles in. My nutrition wasn't great, which was unfortunate, but it was the first time in my life, really, that I did something physical. I did something active. I was working towards something that wasn't for the goal of looking a certain way. I wasn't trying to look a certain way or weigh a certain amount. I was really just running to finish the marathon. And I was getting closer and closer to my marathon. I found an article about what to do on your taper. Now your taper, when you're training for a race like this, a couple weeks out, you stop running a lot. You stop, you don't do any more long runs. You start kind of backing off on your mileage and how hard you're gonna go. Trusting that your endurance and your fitness will help you finish. So I was reading this article, and as I was reading it, one of the, I think it was number two on the article, was, you know, there was things on there like, make sure to get plenty of sleep, you know, eat carbs, stuff like that. Trust that your taper is going to work for you. Number two was avoid big stressors in your life. For example, it said, don't move, change jobs, or get divorced. <laughs> I laughed out loud reading that, thinking, well, that's what I'm going through right now. Training for this marathon at that point. I was also waiting for my ex-husband to respond to 
my divorce papers. And at that point he hadn't. I was going through a giant stressor in my life. But I continued to train. I continued to run, <laughs> trusting that I'd be able to finish the marathon. October 1st, I woke up at 4 in the morning, I ate a bagel and a banana, had a little bit of coffee, and went to where the marathon would begin. My parents took me there, my parents and my brother Michael, they were going to meet me at certain places along the way to cheer me on, follow me on the app as I ran, which was, I was so grateful for. Just knowing that they were there supporting me, cheering me on, meant the world. They cared enough for, him, for me to wake up so early, drive me there, and run around the Twin Cities following me on their, on their app to see me finish this race. Something I'd worked for, for April, May, June, July, August, September, October, like seven months. Because I did start in March, signed up in March. I was so grateful. So, so grateful. So as I ran, I had my watch. Just keeping, keeping my pace. I should have said that during my taper, a week before the race, I started feeling a, a twinge in my right knee. Now, I hadn't felt this pain before. And I was reading about it talking to some people about it and they said, you know that a lot of times when people are tapering, their body is used to lots of miles and you know, your body kind of knows that it's getting prepared for something big. So I thought that's maybe what it was. My body was preparing for something hard and big and so So I didn't pay too much attention to it. I stretched, did some, you know, did some yoga and stuff, and some light runs. So as I ran, so right when the race started, I took off. I wanted to maintain my pace. I felt really good at the beginning. <laughs> of course, like any marathon newbie took off a little too fast at the beginning. It's so hard when everyone's taken off around you. I feel like maybe you should do that as well. Or just not really paying attention. You feel good and you just want to go. So I did try to hold back. Right around mile four, started feeling that pain in my knee again. 
that point I had, I was on track to to finish my goal time. I was doing well. That mileage was, or the it was a good it was a good pace for me at that point. Started feeling that twinge in my knee. Pushed through it a little bit, and then decided to pull off because it was hurting. Fortunately, it continued to hurt throughout the whole race. So I pulled back my pace quite a bit throughout the whole race. I didn't listen to any music. I didn't even have my phone with me. I really wanted to listen to the crowd. I wanted to listen to the other runners. I wanted to listen to God as I ran. I wanted to be present, to not even like avoid the pain, to not even avoid or tune out the feeling in my knee. I wanted to be present with every moment. And I was. I ran and I ran. I would see my friends and my family at all these different spots. <laughs> they were cheering and yelling for me. It was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. As I was running, my knee continued to hurt. <laughs> but I never once felt like I should stop. I didn't feel like I couldn't push through the pain to finish the race. So I kept going. I kept running. Then, around mile 20, is the infamous, the wall, as they say. When you're running a marathon, they say there's this wall that you hit where your body just wants to stop. The marathon training is, marathon training and running is a mental game. It's all about pushing through that pain. Your mind is stronger than your body at that point. <laughs> After running 20 miles, you have worked through all of your carbs, all of your energy, every, every energy gel you've consumed during the race. And your body just is screaming at you to stop. At least that's what they say. Thankfully, I never hit the wall. I was really grateful for that. I was in pain most of the marathon, but I didn't hit that wall. I powered through, I went up that hill, Summit Avenue in St. Paul. The day before the marathon, I went up to Cathedral Hill in St. Paul, which is beautiful, beautiful area where the 
St. Paul Cathedral is there, which is just this gorgeous, gorgeous building. And it looks down on the state capitol. I live about half a mile from there myself. So the day before the marathon, I went there to visualize the finish line. I wanted to go there and I wanted to just soak it all in, knowing that I was going to finish. Believing I was gonna get there and that when things would get hard during the marathon, that I would push through visualizing that finish line. So, as I was running up that hill, so close to the finish, I was hurting, but I knew I was so close. I kicked it as hard as I could, and I ran the fastest two miles that I had run in the whole marathon. I pushed through. I turned to the corner by the cathedral and I started sobbing. It's hard to it's hard to run when you're when you're crying, but I knew that feeling very well. As so many of my training runs, I was crying. I saw that finish line and I ran so hard. I ran to that finish line and the minute that I did, the minute that I crossed it, I just burst into tears. I did it. I finished a marathon. an interesting feeling because you'd worked for something so long and you had just completed it. I was delirious. I was, had no idea what was going on, where I needed to go. So there was people there ushering me to get my medal, ushering me to get my little blanket, to pick up my t-shirt, and then to find my family. interesting how the parallels to running a marathon are so similar to the parallels of getting divorced or going through something really hard like I did. Only a couple weeks later, I got to sign the papers for my divorce. I was relieved. I was devastated. And at the same time, joyful. I've been working towards this for a long time. At the same time, I had no idea what to do. Very much finishing a marathon. 
of course, the next couple days after finishing your first marathon. Oh, <laughs> I ran that marathon in four hours and 47 minutes. I finished. It wasn't the time that I wanted, but I did it. In the next couple days, I was very, very sore. Does anyone knows that have run distance like that? It's really hard to walk, particularly downstairs. You're in pain. So the next couple days continued. My knee started hurting more and more and more, and my left foot started aching like crazy. I found out that because of the pain in my knee, which I found out was runner's knee or tendonitis of the knee, because of that pain, I gave myself a stress fracture in my left foot by running that marathon. I had my battle scars from it, from the marathon, but nothing was gonna stop me from finishing that thing. And I did. I pushed through and I finished. And it was the most amazing feeling of my life. I don't know if I'll ever run a marathon again. I really enjoyed it. I loved working towards it and training for it. But I don't think anything could live up to the feeling that I had when I finished that marathon in 2017. As you can tell, I'm still a runner. <laughs> still working towards other fitness goals. But running is reclaimed. Running is mine, even though he taught me it. It's mine, and it's for me. I wouldn't trade that for anything. Running also helps me reclaim who I am. I spent so, so many hours out on the streets, running and running and running in St. Paul, where I live. Countless hours thinking and praying and lamenting. It was so hard. There were so many moments where I was running and I thought, am I even making progress? Am I even Moving forward, I felt like I was on a treadmill. I was expounding all this energy, not making any effort. No ground to show for it. But my endurance was built day in and day out. All of those training sessions. And I finished. I finished a marathon. That was a pretty good run. <laughs> I 
Thanks for coming with me. If you're going through something hard, if you're processing something, pray about working towards something like like a goal, like running or weight training or <laughs> competitive knitting. I don't know. Work towards a goal. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for him. Don't do it for the other person or the person who hurt you. But do it for you. You're worth it. You're stronger than you know. Right now, you may just be discouraged because maybe in this moment, you won't be able to run a marathon. You don't feel strong. You don't feel like you can do it. But the reality is, it's all about the training. The marathon is the celebration of the training that you do. I'd love to hear your stories. I want to hear what you're doing. <laughs> what, what are you working towards? I want to hear about it. I'd even love to come and cheer you on as you run your marathon or whatever that is for you. Thanks for listening to this podcast today. I know it's a little unusual, a little different. <laughs> Until next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed podcast. For more information about reclaiming, visit reclaimed.com. That's R C L A I M E D.com.